Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Fry. Watch us, mylifesports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at T. Fry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, if you are planning on watching the Avs game tonight, and I don't know why you wouldn't be, head on over to Windfall Brewing Company in the Orchard Town Center. They are now an Avs bar up in Westminster, and you're going to love going there because last I heard, for every Avs goal, they're giving away a kamikaze shot, which means when you watch the game on Saturday, you better have taken an Uber home because the Avs are scoring a lot in the series like they have throughout the entire playoffs, but it's more than just free kamikaze shots. Their head chef, their executive chef, used to be the sous chef at Shanahan's. So that should just tell you how great the food is. And oh, by the way, yeah, they're a brewery. They have 17 craft brews on tap, and when it's intermission during the game, they have 23 pinball machines, Pac-Man, Golden Tee, all of your favorite old-time arcade games. Get to Westminster. Make it a day or night at Windfall Brewing Company. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. Well, as you already know, Terry Fry is down in Tampa covering the avalanche against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Mike Chambers is down there as well. And for the first time in my 13-year radio career, I am talking to two guys, one who used to cover the avalanche for the Denver Post, and now a guy who currently covers the avalanche for the Denver Post, Mike Chambers. How are you, Mike? Hey, Eric. I'm doing real good, and that's and that's a great intro because it it gives me an opportunity to say that my time working the avalanche beat with Terry Fry was, was unquestionably the best time I, I have had on the beat. Hey, Eric, Mike is one of the, my favorite contemporaries and friends in the business. Well, why don't you guys just sit and talk about how much you love each other, and I'll just step <laughs> away from the mic. Long time no see, Mike. <laughs> yeah, buddy. I hope you're doing well. I'm on the left side here. Uh, are, you, are you on the right side or left side? I'll let you know. He's oh, okay. a he's sitting with the the, the Finnish journalist. Is that right? Yes, uh-huh. in the in the media workroom. Uh, the rest of the time. And and Mike, are you with the uh, people from the Czech Republic? No, I'm actually right next to Altitude. I had a really nice talk with uh, Peter McNabb about oh. the uh, column today that Mark Kisla wrote about him. Uh, extraordinary column. Uh, extraordinary person. Yep. Peter McNabb, and, and he and I had a long talk about that. But, uh, hey, if you want to root for a real good guy, a long-time great person in Colorado and in hockey in general, that's Peter McNabb. Well, we had absolutely, we had- absolutely conceded, and I also did a major interview with Peter uh, a year ago or early in the season for Mile High Sports Magazine that, that really touched a lot of people. And we had uh, we had Peter on the show last week, and we talked about his battle with cancer. I know that uh, Kiz wrote about that. And what I said to him was, the main reason to battle through cancer is for your family and to continue to live a great life. But I said, you know what the cherry on top is? You might just get a Stanley Cup ring out of it as well. So that, that would, would be, be fantastic, sweet. wouldn't yeah. it? And Mark wrote about that, how how sweet it would be, and I think a lot of Avalanche fans 
should embrace that because Peter McNabb has, I mean, like him or not, as for what he does. He, Everybody he is, likes. Everybody him. likes Peter. Is, Nobody likes Terry, hockey, and very few people like me. He is a hockey icon. Look at his hockey DB profile. He scored 363 goals in this league. Uh, he's just an incredible hockey presence. That, as Terry knows, we go to Avalanche practice over the years. And the one guy you want to yep. get something off yep. from is Peter. You talk to that guy, and he's going to give you his honest opinion. And nine times out of ten, he's dead on. Well, ten times well, but Mike, as you know, the only problem with interviewing Peter about his glorious career over the years and his background and everything else is he tells you stories off the record you could never get in the newspaper or on the air. Rather colorful it's those, words. It's those stories that you really cherish because – you know, yeah, you you can't tell that story in print or whatever, but uh, it makes it fun to be around the beat and, and to just be around the game. And I say this yeah. jokingly as much as anything, because Peter and I talk on the phone quite a bit. So I'll call him with a quick question. 30 minutes later, I get in my second one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because That's it, true. Because his stories are long, but they're good, and you're kind of hanging on every word. And you yeah. really are with him. Let's talk about tonight's game. Uh, yep. You've been around this team all season. You know what they're capable of. Are you cautiously optimistic going into tonight's game, or are you confident? Well, you sound like I'm rooting for someone. I'm no, no. For I'm saying as a guy who's been around this team, yeah. you know what they're capable of. You've seen, obviously, both games in person. You watch the playoffs. Do you have, and you know what Tampa's capable of by watching their playoff run. Do yeah. you see this as a excuse the pun, an avalanche that the Lightning cannot get out from under? Uh, Perhaps. I see it both ways. I also see a two-time defending championship team that uh, is coming off a similar situation, the Eastern Conference Finals. Granted, they didn't get waxed 7-0 in Game 2, but they were down 2-0 against the Rangers and rallied to win four straight. So this is a team that you know, if they lose some games and go down in a series, they're fully capable of clawing back. But this is a different animal. The Avalanche are a different animal. The Avalanche are, uh, it's just a machine right now. It's, it, it's a runaway train, and I'm not sure any team can stop them. Um, if you go back to December, the Avalanche scored seven goals three straight times at Philly, at the Rangers, and then at home against Detroit. And it, it, I looked at the full schedule, including the playoffs, and it just seems like when they put up seven or more goals, they nine do against it. the Kings. Yeah, yeah, they do it kind of in the same time frame. So if 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 they're rolling like this, they tend to continue to roll. So that's why it's hard to pick tonight because I like the Lightning at home, but given the fact that the Avs put up seven last game, I think that they're going to be really good offensively again tonight. You're from Denver. You went to Cherry Creek. I'll slip that in. You went to Cherry Creek. You've been a part of the hockey community virtually since the time you could walk, and I think that's one of your strengths as a writer and covering the team is you're a member of the Colorado hockey community with your you playing, your son playing. Uh, you have friends, Angelo Ricci, who've been, including Angelo Ricci, who've been instrumental in the development of hockey in Denver. How do you see this team being kind of the cherry on top for the Colorado hockey community? Well, I was learning from you, Terry, back in 2001 
1996 as well. I was just a young guy chipping in here and there and, again, learning from you. But when I think about 01 and how great that team is, and I look at this team, um, in terms of wins and losses in the postseason, uh, this this team is already better. Uh, I think that 01 team, God, I'm not sure I should have checked this already. I think they lost six or seven games. They lost seven, the 96 six. Okay, so it took them 23 games to win. So the Avalanche could, could win this thing in a lot fewer games. So if, if you stack that up between them, and, and the 01 team, they had two seven-game series against the Kings and in the final against the Devils. So, you know, the Avs haven't even come close to a Game 7 yet. Um, so I really like this team as the perhaps the best all-time that I've ever seen in Denver. Um, and I, I, I think that's going to happen. I just think that it's the Avalanche's time right now. I think it's their time, and I think that the Tampa Bay's time is over. We are talking with Mike Chambers. Of course, he covers the Avalanche for the Denver Post. Has it been I understand that game one went to overtime. I get that. But at the end of the day, they dominated that game. And then we know what happened in game two. Are you surprised it has looked so far this easy? Uh, Yes. I thought Tampa was a lot better in game one, but Colorado clearly dominated. It it reminded me of that, that that game uh, one against St. Louis where Colorado just dominated but had to win in overtime. Um, It it is, and that goes back to the comparison of the 0-1 team. It wasn't easy in 0-1. They, again, had two seven-game series. This team, the 2022, it was like easy. Uh, one more thing before we cut you loose, because we know that uh, you probably got to get that medium meal uh, going. Do you know what they're going to be serving? I know when I did the show with Andrew Mason, he was always very concerned about what they served. I heard it's like chicken nuggets or something. Chicken and I nuggets? I did not get a voucher. I walked past it. Uh, and, and now, right. I mean, I don't want to give you too much boring information, but getting to the press box here in Tampa is the worst setup in the league. Yeah, Freight elevator. Freight elevator, and you stop at every floor. It's uh, it, it's the worst setup in the league. So to answer your question, no, I'm not going back <laughs> downstairs to get the voucher and go eat chicken right. nuggets. Well, uh, one more thing before we cut you loose. You yeah. have you have covered this team for a long time, and what I'm about to say to you, I've said to Kyle Keefe, who's a dear friend of mine, you have suffered a lot, Kyle. You have suffered a lot. There's some really really bad teams. You, you have been through COVID with this team. And I'm, I'm talking to you as I'm saying what I said to Kyle. You've been through a COVID team. And then you've been through major disappointments. On a personal note, even though you're a journalist, how much selfishly would you love to be part of a cup winner as a beat guy where you're there every stinking day and on the road as well? Hmm. That's an interesting question because all I see in front of me is work, 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 stress, stress, stress. So I think the answer to that is, yeah, I I think that I would enjoy that and look back at it fondly, all the trips and and all the deadlines and all the stories. But right now, Eric, all I can see is just a a ton of work. And as Terry knows, it's it's, uh, 
it's not easy, you know, now with Twitter and all that right. stuff. It, it, it's it's uh, it's a different world than when it in in 2001. I would go back to that day any day, and but uh, yeah, it, it's. It's fun. I'm having a good time. Terry, I'll, I'll, I'll throw in another yeah. component to that answer, Eric, and I think Mike will agree with this. As a journalist, you try to remain, uh, you try to remain objective, sure. and you are objective. But the natural human impulse is that you root for people you like. Right. So when I root for teams or I root for people that I'm around, I'm rooting for the people. I'm not yeah. rooting for the team. I'm not part of, a, of the rabble. I'm not part... I, and you know the good fans understand journalistic responsibility too, and understand what you have to do and what your role is. And Mike, uh, be sure to have your running story in, please, by 11 seconds after the game ends. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's the stuff that's hard, and that kind of takes away from, you know, what if and what, you know, how you look upon it. But you say that about rooting for guys. I am rooting for Eric Johnson. Yeah, uh, well, he, he is. He is the senior member of this team. He's gone through the most. He's gone through hecking back through the last couple of years with injuries. I'm rooting for Eric Johnson. And you know what? It's funny because I've, I've said this to Terry, and I've said this to other people. I think that if the Avs win the Cup, it's going to be a handoff. It's going to go from Landeskog straight to Eric Johnson. Now I want to go back to I want to go back to something that we just talked about how Terry took you under his wing when you were a young reporter, <laughs> okay? But I also yep. want to bring my own personal experience into this. I just Mike, got leave some of the things out, will you? <laughs> I I just got married on Saturday and I said to Mandy earlier in the week, this is going to go by so fast. Let's try and slow this down in our own heads. So we can find a way to enjoy this, if possible, because it's going to go so fast. With that, Terry, you covered two cup teams. Did you ever allow yourself to somehow pause and slow things down to enjoy it? And if not, what kind of advice would you give to Mike, whether you did or did not slow well, it down? Well, well Mike's, Mike was part of both covering both those 96 and 2001 championships. So he has an inkling of what it would be like in the personal the personal emotions that will be involved in, and I can't, I won't answer that for Mike, but I know that's that's still the way I feel as you root for the people you work for, you work with and cover. And I admit being in the 96 locker room in the Miami arena and the 2001 locker room in the Pepsi Center was a fun, emotional time to see, to see how happy everybody was and to see their work come to fruition. That part, I did step back a little bit. I even talked to Stan Kroenke in the locker room in 2001. But it's a different time. It's a different era, and I'm not sure. It's a lot harder to do that now. And as Mike says, the, the instant gratification principle of journalism now is so pronounced that it, sometimes you can't step back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and ditto, ditto. It, it was more fun back then, but we're still doing it. And uh, that's what we know. That's what we do. I do have a little side note about 01 and now. Uh, I remember a young Cal, Callan. He was he was called Callan <laughs> at the time. Cal, Callan Foot was two and a half, three years old, and I remember I was interviewing Adam Foot after Game Seven of that Cup Series, and Callan walks up and Adam greets him, gives him this big, huge hug. It's one of the most memorable thing I remember from that night. And guess who is 
hopefully playing here tonight right. for, for the Lightning is Cal Foot. I'm not sure if he's in the lineup or not, but uh, I, sh- I sure hope so. Well, yeah, they they stopped they stopped playing seven defensemen at one point in the in their playoff run. If they go back to playing seven defensemen, or somebody is under the weather or is hurt, he'll be in the lineup. Well, uh, it's unfortunate because he played in the first 13 postseason games. And then they switched it up after they lost two straight against the Rangers. So I'm hoping that Cal Foot gets in this series at some point. Yeah, one one thing before we cut you loose, all right? I know things are going real fast for you, Mike. I don't know if anybody outside of maybe Moj or Peter McNabb have been around this team as much as you. Is that probably fair to say in terms of the media? Well, Terry's got my beat for sure. Again, he's uh, he taught me everything. No, I no, no, no. I'm talking about this year's team only. This year's oh, team. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, yes. So this is my this is my suggestion to you. After the game tonight, start thinking about a book deal because if they win, you're going to be the one who should write it. So start getting on that now. If they win two more games. Well, I have yet to publish a book, but I know if I do, the first person I'm yep. going to lean on is Terry Fry, who's written a bunch of them. Well, <laughs> well, then, then, then I, well, Terry and I do have something in common, which are books. He writes them, and I color them. Mike, thanks for your time, pal. <laughs> thanks, Mike. See you in a little bit. It's my pleasure, fellas. Thanks Thank for you. the kind words, and back at you. Well, Mike, you, brother. Mike Chambers, Denver Post, Avalanche beat writer. Check him out for tomorrow morning's article. Coming up after the break, who is going to win tonight? We'll give our predictions next. I want to time it with you. With time it-